You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 63 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Sox went to Yankee Stadium, and they were like, you know what? Aaron Judge, you are not making history on our watch. They also lost all four games. How you doing, Joey? They shut them down. They shut They down. shut him down by walking him every time he came up. They were uh, like, listen, Aaron, I don't give a damn what the result of these games are, but you are not going deep on no our sir. watch. And that's what they did. They gave up zero home runs to Aaron Judge. What an accomplishment I know. by the Boston Red Sox. Shout out Boston Red Sox. Right? I didn't see that at all. I had a 0% chance that he wasn't going to hit 61 or, or 62. Come on. I mean, all right. It would be funny to listen back to the last episode we did mm-hmm. because... Like you're mentioning, Joey, I genuinely, and I rarely say this, that that something is 0% in my brain. You always kind of leave that, eh, maybe this, maybe that. I genuinely thought it was a 0% chance he was not going to break the record against the Red Sox. I, I think we, I mean, we did the draft. We did the draft of which Red Sox pitcher was going to give up 62, as if it was just a foregone conclusion. He didn't hit any. He didn't even hit his 61st homer. So, no. I mean, partially here, shame on us, shame on me. That, and, and apologize. This is an apology to the Red Sox bullpen because I, I think anytime we anytime we picked a starter, it was like I really didn't think a starter was giving one up outside of Nick Pavetta. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I really don't think Hill's gonna. Definitely didn't think Walker was gonna, and I really didn't think Bayo was gonna. And it really it just came down to the bullpen. And it's like, yeah, of course it's gonna be Brazier. It's gonna be Brazier. It's gonna be Ord. It's gonna be Bizarro. Of course, like it's, it's gonna be them. Come on. It, it just made too much sense. And none of them gave up a homer. So my apology, Red Sox bullpen. But that's all the uh, apologies you're getting from us. All spin year. zone. Spin zone. Aaron Judge maybe doesn't want to do it at Yankee Stadium. Maybe Spin zone. Mm. Double spin zone. Spin it. Aaron Judge doesn't want to do it against the team he's going to play for next year. Doesn't want to show <laughs> I mean, him up. There we go. Mystery solved. Yeah. All right. Great show, dude. 
All well, right, that'll do I'm, it. I'm glad we came to that conclusion. A little selfish of him to not swing. Uh, can we agree on that? So, like, I, you, you're a big man. You can hit balls outside the zone, dude. People are here to see you hit home runs. Maybe swing a little bit. I got so many judge thoughts, and and I know uh-huh. we've basically just turned this into an Aaron Judge podcast last week, but um, it was a huge story. That was a national story, and, and especially for for baseball fans, that's all everyone was paying attention to. That and Albert Pujols. We'll break down the Pujols thing a little later. Uh, but with Judge, first things first, Joey, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm reading too much into this, just playing the eye test too much. I got to think he's he's feeling it, right? He's got to be. You can't not what be feeling mean? the pressure. What do you mean? Oh, the, pre- the pressure. Dude, I was going right? to say, I was going to say up until 60, it didn't really hit me. No. And then I saw... There was just this series of cuts during, I think it was the first game, like the Fox broadcast, where it went like Maris family, Judge's family, Maris montage, then the zoom in on Babe Ruth's number, and then a fade to Aaron Judge's face in the on-deck circle. And he just like took a deep breath and looked around, and I was like, whoa, I think I would be throwing up. I I don't think, I think I'd quit. I'd be like, nah, 60's enough. I'm good. I'm out of here. I can't do it. That's immense pressure. I know. I got to say, like, we we were joking so much a few years ago in 2019 about Brock Holt <laughs> chasing the American League home run record and kind of just turned that into a, a stupid storyline among Sox fans that he was only 58 home runs away from tying Maris <laughs> and, that, and that the Maris family was showing up and all that. Mm-hmm. Joey, I got to say, being at Yankee Stadium on Thursday night, mm-hmm. it was like... I'm like the Maris family is actually here, and it's not a joke. Like this is this is crazy, dude. So whenever it's, they cut to them on the broadcast, they they put the words Maris family mm. uh, underneath them. I thought of it every time. I'm like the Maris family, they're, <laughs> they're really actually, here. Like here here they are. They actually <laughs> flew in the Maris family and put them up in a box, and the Maris family's watching. It's it's wild. I couldn't believe dude. it. I couldn't believe it when they kept showing them. I'm like. How is this real life? I've joked mm-hmm. about this for way too long for them to actually be here mm-hmm. and standing up. And by the way, mm-hmm. they are a serious couple of people, especially the the sons. Mm-hmm. The daughter smiled a few times with who I would perceive as then probably her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sons are very like the Maris boys are very, you know, to the point. They are not messing around. They got this very serious look on the face that judge ball off of Barnes. Mm-hmm. which the whole building thought was gone, myself included. Sure. There's no doubt. Everybody I mean, watching at home, too. No, I mean, it was, yeah. There's just no, I mean, well, probably more at home because of the camera guy. Oh, Jeez my Louise. God. Yeah. I saw the replay, and I'm like, he thought that was going it out. It was like he was playing State. a prank. It was like he was playing a prank. I know. But I was watching with um, with Tags, uh, Nesson camera guy. Stevie's the best. And and so we had, like, we were trying to watch from the EEI uh, booth, you know, with Will and Joe. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other people in there, and it was a really small booth, not really want to get in the way. The ESPN radio booth right next door was wide open, so we sat there, great view, when I had a great angle of the home run. They, we see Barnes warming up, and it's like, oh, okay, this is, come on, <laughs> this is going to be the Written most obvious the thing. stars, yeah, come here on. we go. It's like... Barnes is going to give up a bomb. Place is going to go nuts since it's a walk-off. Aaron, who is a very respectful individual, he does everything right. I, I love Judge. Breaking news. First time I said that. But it would have made it a lot easier for him to have the celebration and the, and the Maris family maybe to go down there, unless they were only planning on doing that when he passed. I don't know. But 
uh, when he passed uh, uh, Maris. Not when he died. I know. <laughs> Maybe they're only playing on on congratulating him once he's passed. You away. know when you go to correct something and it's like, yeah, obviously, dude, they, they weren't. <laughs> Uh, when he, <laughs> they were the Maris family was there, but they're waiting until Judge dies to actually like congratulate his family. Um, <laughs> no, but like it, it would have made more sense, right? Because like it's a walk off, and you can have a little celebration. Right, right, and all right, that. right, right. It would have been and, a whole thing. It would have led right into a ceremony. You're saying off the bat, it's oh, he hit it clean. It, it sounded like an absolute bomb. Kike's running after it. He's kind of getting, you know, twirled around in center. I'm like, oh, this thing's definitely gone, but it's not. And I'm more bringing that up to say that, like, on the broadcast when they're showing the Maris, they didn't even flinch. Those boys didn't flinch. The the Maris boys. Like, they, mm-hmm. they no emotion at all. I didn't catch the interview that Heidi had for Apple TV. I, I just saw that they did one. I didn't hear what, what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. They just seem very serious. And it's hard to read their minds of, like, do you want this to happen? Do they, like, not want? I don't it's know. weird. I mean, I think they're, they're rooting against it. They're there they have to be right. They're there right. to watch their father's record get broken. Like, what a weird thing. Of course, they're going to be rooting against it. It's just weird. It's also like you don't know if they're big baseball guys. So it's like, were you just like called one day and like, hey, you know how your dad has that record? Like, yeah, you're you're you got to come out here now. You got to like call work and tell them you're not going to be in. So you can come I think out they're, here. They're big. You got to be big baseball people if your dad's Roger Maris. Right? I don't I just don't know. OK, let me say this. I'm I'm not great at math. I think I've made that pretty clear on this show. Yeah, um, you bring it up every week. You're like, I can't do easy math. I know. I bring it up at the beginning and end of every show. Yeah. Uh, bookends. Uh, I was watching with somebody on on Friday, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's you know that's Roger Maris's family and whatever. And they were like, Oh, is that his kids? And I was like, I think that's like his great grandkids. I'm pretty sure that's like three generations away, if I had to guess. And then, like, two seconds later, they were like, and there, Roger Maris's sons and his daughter. <laughs> and I was like, and I did it out. I was like, wait, he hit 61 and 61. So that means, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's horrible math. That's horrific. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, that's got to be three generations. His great-great-grandchildren are dead by now. In your defense, when they show footage, have you seen them? I mean, they've been doing all, all weekend. Yeah. They were doing all the Maris footage. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's from 100 years ago. That's like the thing. It, 1960 looks like 1920. Yeah, but it's it like looks I way know further back. They didn't have color TV in 1961. When did color TV start? Uh, I mean, color film was around in the 30s. But I, color, I it's, I it says it says 1928. Well, that can't be right. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, that's when color film came around. Yeah, 28. Television right. broadcasting stations and networks in most parts of the world upgraded from black and white to color transmissions between the 1960s and the 1980s. Yeah, so I guess in some scenarios it wasn't until the 80s. That doesn't sound right. Oh, I I would say like right around 1970. Because like think of the Beatles. Like early Beatles footage is black and white. Late Beatles footage is in color. You know. Yeah. So like, what, and I'm, they I'm were just, like 67 to 71 or whatever. That's bizarre. Yeah, but it's like you just see black and white and you think like, oh, it's 100 years ago, even though the, you know, 61 and 61 thing is kind of like ingrained in there. It just, yeah, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, dude, no, he was a pilgrim. You kidding me? (laughs) He fought in the Civil War, dude. Yeah. It's It's just the whole thing is, the whole thing's crazy to me. The whole weekend, the whole, you know, fiasco and... 
the crowd i have never seen anything like that in person of like the crowd's anticipation for a thing to happen at the plate i mean it, mm. it was more than some of the biggest poppy at bats i've ever seen just because it's like you want the entire stadium understands they want one specific thing to happen it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, okay, hit would be great here. Oh, like move a guy over. No, we all want you and need you to hit a home run right now, and that's the only reason we're here. The Yankees have the mm-hmm. AL East locked up. They're going to clinch that in like a few days. Yeah. Um, the one seed is gone. Numbers two. So. Yeah, one, one seed yeah. is gone. The Astros are going to get that. So the Red Sox just got eliminated by rain. So like there's no scenario outside of the judge home run that matters at all to these fans. And no. I had tweeted this out. Kind of stunned on Thursday when Judge doesn't hit the homer off of Barnes. Literally 30 to 40% of the park cleared out uh, heading into extra innings. And I understand wow. I, I understand why they're there, but it was just like, you got extra innings coming up. Like, you, you stay this long. Might as well stick around. Also, the Yankees had, had played like a month month prior in Seattle, an mm. extra inning game that went like 13 innings. So he could have technically gotten up again in extras. But um, People now, would be I, I beating get the, themselves you know, up if they missed an extra innings walk-off. I know. But no, I know, I, but I kind of get it. It's like, uh, this is probably going to end in the 10th or the 11th. He, he doesn't come back up. But you yeah. also are already there. Like, just get I'm a saying. hot dog. It's get like, a hot dog. Hold yourself yeah, over. You know, yeah, I get I, the game doesn't mean anything. Like you're saying, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't account to anything beyond the, the home run. But, yeah. but still, but still. I know, around. I know. But it was, it was kind of crazy. It was crazy to see. And mm-hmm. even watching at home uh, for these last three games, it's, you know, Cora had some funny comments on it. Do you see that? After no. uh, Saturday's game, he was like, I couldn't believe it. There were Yankee fans all around me that were rooting for us, <laughs> that were like <laughs> hoping the Red Sox would score two runs so the judge would lead off, you know, the bottom of the ninth. And yeah. y- you get it. It's just such a weird scenario. I mean, I even got to catch myself, you know, over the last month or so being like, should you really care this much about a, a Yankee player doing this? Like, even on Thursday, I went to the Yankees-Pirates game on Wednesday to try to see this. It's like, at a certain point, you have to remind yourself, all right, this is a Yankee that's trying to set this record. Like, let's, you know, pump the brakes a little bit here. But yeah, he's a future I, Red Sox, though. So that, that, That's you know. the thing. That's the thing, is that you're scouting, dude, if anything. You're scouting. Exactly. Do you like what you're seeing from this guy? I think he's pretty good. I think he's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, I, I think his, uh, you know, when he makes contact, it's loud. He's mm-hmm. handled the, the fans well, signed a lot of autographs, good in the field, good arm. Um, you know, yeah, good that, clubhouse yeah. guy. Yeah, I, I think this this judge guy in New York's pretty solid and kind of stunned he's not getting more attention. You know, this is the kind of thing that since I scout baseball, like I scouted Rafael Devers on the Red Sox, mm-hmm. um, and I, I let the you know basically the the GM know, hey, this guy's pretty good. Extend him. Mm-hmm. I'm now gonna also let that same guy know. Check out this judge guy in New York. You might you might want to watch him. The last you're gonna pass that along to him. I'm gonna pass that along. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, right. you might want to give this guy a peek. He's pretty pretty damn good. One thing you might want to add to your report, um, just something that I've kind of... So you obviously know how much I look up to you and how much I... I When I, I you see somebody doing all the right things, mm. you watch them, right? We hear yeah. that all the time with rookies. You know, they yep. f- find a guy whose game you like and do everything he does. So I've been doing everything you do. So I went to that Pirates game too. I was sitting behind you. Yeah. And I've been writing down some stuff that maybe you've been missing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people talk a lot about exit velocity, launch angle, all that stuff. I've been working on this number. Um, it's called ball distance. And it's how far you hit the ball from the plate. Oh, it's, so it's BD. BD, yeah. Okay. His, uh, well, HBD, hit ball HBD. distance. Yeah. Okay. 
Happy birthday, also. It's, it's the happy birthday stat. It's the happy it when the player was born. <laughs> the happy birthday stat tracks how far the ball is hit off of the bat, and Aaron Judge hits it like really far, really often. Okay. That's what I've found out. So something nice. to maybe think about. Pass that along. <laughs> okay. You know what just hit me? This is a complete waste of everyone's time, this next like 30 seconds. You just realized home runs are just hitting the ball really far? Now, how many players do you think mm-hmm. their longest home run matches their birthday? Like if That's your an insane thing. What do you? What does that mean? If your birthday is April 13th, 413 feet, like how, I wonder how many players. Somebody wastes a lot of time trying to look that did up. Did you just if, like, did you have cold medicine before this show? <laughs> you basically need an April or a May birthday for it to maybe happen. But yeah, look into that. Um, yeah, Aaron Judge, uh, very good. Joey and I have scouted him for a while, and the Red Sox should definitely look into it. I do find it kind of hilarious that the Maris family has to go through customs now to maybe see Judge tie their dad's record. Okay, how many like, games do they go to? I was thinking this. That's a good question. I I think you write it out. And I, I, really? was, I was thinking about it before. They had mentioned it on the broadcast. I was like, yeah, I guess they're going to go to Canada. And then... Ravitch was like, so the the Maris family has floated the idea of going to Toronto, which, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like, if anyone asked, let's say like, hey, we're definitely thinking about it. But between them, they're like, are you kidding me? Are we now going to Canada for this? Like, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. To see if he breaks our dad's record, we're going through customs for this? That's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, and then what happens if he doesn't there? Do they go then back to, to New York? Then you go back to New York, I think, yeah. I mean, come on. Best of luck. Send him a card. You know? Right. Also, (laughs) let's be real. Considering the... And Judge isn't really slumping. It is kind of funny when he hits doubles in this series. Mm -hmm. It was like, ah, you know. Yeah, going three for four. It's like a really off night for him. Yeah. He's got an extra base hit and everyone's like, ah, you suck. But um, I just think that if I'm the Maris family, here's what I'm doing. I'm letting Mm -hmm. them know we will be back in this suite, you know, for that series against the Orioles after they go to Toronto. And what we'll be rooting for you. What we'll be pulling for yeah. you. And we're just not gonna we're not gonna go to Canada, go through customs, all that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that to maybe see you break our dad's record. It's not yeah. happening. Is let it me, three games this, in Toronto? Wait, let me get this schedule right though. Yeah. Pull her up. Because I mean if it's four games in Toronto, maybe you go. But it's also like if he ties it in Toronto and comes back, who really cares? Right? It's it's three in Toronto. Oh no, that ma- that matters. To, to oh you're saying that they would only see but here's the deal they got it they're there to see him break it isn't that the exactly point? that's what I'm it's saying kind of so like if he hits one point. in Toronto it's like ah oh, whatever oh, I think he you tied were it who cares if if they oh no I heard you wrong okay no that no I agree yeah if he t- that's what I'm saying if he ties it in Toronto whatever like sure. the point is for them to see him you know break it which would be three games at the start of October it's next week mm-hmm. um or no the end of the end of this week the end of this week it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hosting the Orioles. The last three home games of the year. So what if he did, What if he doesn't break it? Dude, what if Dude. this is it? I had joked on the TikTok the kid put up that caught the 60th homer. I was like, oh, cool, you caught Aaron Judge's last home run of the season. Like, what if that would be kind of nuts if he doesn't hit another one? It would be pretty cool if he dragged this out for a little bit. I will say that. I think, I think tying Maris like halfway between now and the end of the year would be like edge of your seat stuff, you know, like wait four or five games, hit one and then really slump hard 
and then 162 is like must watch stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That would no, be I, great. I think it would be something. And then he hits one last 17 thing on, and uh, beats Bones. One last thing on Judge is that I would have bet everything that Nick Pavetta. This is but when when I saw he was starting and I saw how he approached Judge in that first at bat, I was like, you know what's going through Nick Pavetta's brain right now? Pavetta hates the fact that he has to use these special little baseballs to throw to this guy on the other team, and it's going to inconvenience him. And sure enough, that next at bat, he, he gets him out, and he's th- he walks him, right? He walks yeah. him, and he's chucking the balls and bleep this, bleep that, all pissed off. They have a mound visit, and he's ble- you know swearing into his glove. I love Nick Pavetta. He is authentically himself at all times. It was the biggest guarantee of all time that he was going to hate the special baseballs that they use just in case Judge hit a home run off of him. That, I mean, that was a 100% guarantee. Have you ever heard a bigger post-game lie than him being like, no, the baseballs didn't bother me? Um, it's a big accomplishment, and it deserves to be commemorated in such a way. I read that. I didn't see him say I don't know if there's video of it, but I saw that quote, and I was like, that is the furthest thing from how you feel, Nick. That's yeah. okay. I get it. It's like the media answer, and it's what you're supposed to say and all that. It is just so painfully obvious. You do not believe that. I was, I got to say, I was so ready for Judge to go deep there because Nick was, Nick was in typical Nick mode, which is me versus you. Like, everyone's yeah. watching. This is battle. We are going to war. And he's throwing them 94-mile-an-hour fastballs in the zone. I'm like, Dude, you keep doing this. This thing's gonna get launched. Yeah, it's not like Pavetta's fastball is like moving all over the place like Bayo. And sure enough, he he was successful. He he didn't give one up. I think what he strikes him out, he walks him. I don't know if he faced him again, but it, it was. I think Judge was zero for two against him with a with a K and a walk. So good job by Nick Pavetta. I was genuinely think like the other at bats against Judge. I wasn't really thinking he was gonna go deep. I don't know. It just felt like the the moment was huge and. He might have been feeling it a little bit, but with Pavetta, I'm like, dude, you keep throwing him fastballs. He's going to crank one of these, and you know, luckily for Nick, he didn't. But <laughs> I just got a good laugh at it. It's funny when like you're thinking something, and then it just happens in real time right in front of you. I'm like, I bet Nick's pissed about these baseballs. Yeah. And then sure enough, the next second, he's chucking them over into the dugout. Like, get these stupid baseballs out of here. I was just cracking up on the on the couch. That was that was good. Dude, Shout out to you, Nick Pavetta. P- Pavetta's I, great. I, I like yeah. that. There's this like um, dual. Um, I don't know how I was gonna say that. I like that he reminds me of Chris Sale, and I like that Tanner Houck physically reminds me of Chris Sale. I like that there's just like a little lingerings of him around. Not that Tanner Houck's like around, but you know what I mean. No, over the course it's of the just, season, yeah. yeah, it's just like it kind of still feels like he's here a little bit. So we were asking the listeners of this program on our IG story: Do you care about Aaron Judge breaking Roger Maris's home run record? said yes. There were three options, yes, no, and indifferent. The most people said yes, almost half the votes. No, 33%. Indifferent, 22%. So I think a lot of you guys are with us. Would have been cool to see it. The longer the series went on, I was kind of like, oh, no, this will be cool that he actually doesn't get any. Exactly. Exactly. It's weird. I I wanted it like two on Thursday, and then it's like, Mm -hmm. wait a second, this would actually be cool if Yankee fans kept going to the park and didn't see what they wanted. So I did like that part of it. And I think the fact that Albert hit 700 in the middle of this series. It was like, all right, we got a dose of history. 
Like this yeah. can wait. This can wait. And it's also I think that happened Saturday night. So it was like, okay, we've Friday night. Or Friday yeah, late night, Friday, Friday. Late Friday, yeah. And it's like, okay, like we're halfway through the series here, like, nah, nah, now now the mission is don't let it happen. And yeah. I'm glad it didn't happen at Bayo too. You know? I think I if there's one Bayo guy I didn't too. want it, it was him. I love Bayo. Me too. Gonna, dude. Like, He's great. I was I was about to say I'm gonna miss him as if like yeah, he what? hasn't only thrown like <laughs> ten I more meant like it's just been nice to have Bayo Day this last like month and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. I it's kind of ingrained in me now. Like, all right, well, hey, like, at least every like five or six days we get to watch Brian Bayo, but then that's just gonna end in two weeks. Yeah. Less than two Dude, weeks. Dude, do you so. know his September ERA right now? It's low ones, right? Or is it um it is one six nine one four, six four one stars. Six, nine. Damn, yo, fine. Uh yeah, that mm-hmm. that's damn good. And he was good. pissed off. We might as well let's just talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Few things piss me off more with baseball than when they just let them play in a downpour. It, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I say that to also say the TV is deceptive sometimes, or it looks like it's raining harder than it really is. But if it's raining, and we can all acknowledge that makes the product worse and increases the chance of injury and the ball dropping, you losing your grip, can't hold the bat, why are they playing? They shouldn't be playing. And it's it just infuriates me to no end. It has for seasons. And they always do that same thing in between innings where the ump comes over and he's kind of like, oh, you know, what's what's the forecast? And sure enough, it's always a bunch more rain coming up, like stunner. Light rain turns into hard rain. And they just always let it play out to the end of the inning. And it's like, so you're intentionally not caring about, like, these few outs. Like, this is part of the game that you're like, eh, you can play through it, whatever. And you're you're diminishing those outs compared to the other ones. And Rob Snyder, there's no chance he drops that ball if it's not raining. No. No way. No. He is one of the most, you know, sure-gloved outfielders they have. He's not dropping that ball. I love ESPN tweeting like, oh, he's, Ooh, he dropped you know, a routine fly. Drops a routine fly. Who the hell is running? It's probably a football person running the account tonight. But, like, come on. Drops a routine fly. Yeah, I wonder why he dropped it. But... Yeah, that was. Can I give you a layman's? Piss me uh, off. Yeah, what do you got? A layman's opinion here, though. This is dumb, and I know it's dumb, but it is how I feel. It's cool. It's cool. It's what do cool. You mean it's cool. It's cool. Like when you played Madden, right? Were you ever like, oh, like let's make this a snow game? Like when you yeah, go into the game modes, different. right? Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, you want to see just like some different weather out there. You just want to like. Ooh, let's put them in the conditions. Like, let's see what a snow game. Ooh, this one's gonna have wind football, and rain. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same deal. It's like, ooh, we got a rain game going. Like, ooh, like how long are they gonna play in this? When it actually affects, like, like you said, when it actually affects one safety. I mean, obviously, goes without saying. But like, as long as it's not like losing games, I think it's pretty cool. To, like, like see a puddle. When a ball like, lands in the outfield, <laughs> you think that's you know, cool? Like a splash. <laughs> I like that. Or like, like you know, like an outfielder like making a diving catch and they splash. Yeah. And the, dude, that's so like cool. when an outfielder like drops a routine pop up because it's wet. I I think that's cool. I just I don't want it to affect the product on the field. No, I know. I'm but not. if it does, then so be it because I need oh. to see splashes. It's Joey pretty cool. likes splashes. We're gonna like call him the, Joey. The splashes. batting helmet like is that. like like water. You know, bouncing off of it, the hard yeah. rain splattering off. I'm like, oh yeah, like this. Ugh. I don't know. It feels like a dark alley in a 
you know? It's like, who's Bogey about to beat up in this alley as he gets water, yeah. water drops on his helmet? I think some there have been some great photos. Uh, Billy Weiss over the years has gotten some really good Bogey shots in the rain. I I, I understand the aesthetic of is a little different, uh, maybe in a good way for, for one Joey Capone, but I just... It's pissed me off more than it should over the years. And and at the end of the day, it, who really cares? I mean, the Red Sox, obviously, the season's over. It's not about that. It's not about the game mattering. This is more just like, come on. If you're going to have a rain delay, don't like wait till the end of the inning. Like Imagine in a basketball game if there was like a leak on the floor, and they're like, ah, it's almost halftime. Let's just let's just play through <laughs> this and just whatever. Yeah. We'll see. It's like, no. Got, you, we'll get to it. We'll and, get to it. We'll get, that's, <laughs> but that's what they do in baseball. They're like, well, we'll bring this tarp out eventually. We're getting it ready. You guys keep playing. It's like, what are but we But like doing? also, it's rain, dude. It's not It's but, not a tornado. Play in the rain. Joey, you know? I think with, with, some, with football, it's a little different. I think you can get a better grip on the ball. Baseball, it's, I mean, these guys with the grip... It's so hard to to really actually grasp what you're doing, especially for Bayo with the movement on like a 97 mile an hour pitch. If the th- the ball's wet, I'm not trying to do that. So sure, I sure. don't know. Pitching. I, mean, I didn't I think about pitching. Didn't think about pitching whatsoever. Too much about it, but um, oh, it bugged me so much when that ball's in the air. I'm genuinely thinking like, oh god, is this is this gonna drop? Like that was the first thing, and then it, mm-hmm. sure enough. Anyway, uh, we got plenty more to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break here on episode 63. Will Judge get to 63? Mm, who knows? Episode 63 of Inside the Monster. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to episode 63 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, the Darwins and Hernandez episode. Robbie Scott, dude. The Robbie Scott episode. Not a lot of guys. Tazawa Power. Janichi Tazawa mm-hmm. wore number 63. Justin Masterson multiple times wore 63. 08, 09, and then when he came back at 15. This is one of those numbers that didn't get worn for forever. First person to wear it was in 2000, Paxton Crawford. Yeah, the 1900s did not see number 63 in Boston. No, sir. Socks. Uh, Darwin's and Hernandez drives me nuts, so I don't want to name be good, huh? the episode after him. This is a Robbie Scott episode. Hell yeah. And uh, Tazawa was really good for a good stretch there until they just wore him out. Tazawa Power episode. Uh, that's enough judge talk. Unless you had any closing judge thoughts no, from no. from the weekend. No. He hits zero home runs, makes zero history, 
And he did it out of respect to the team that he is going to play for next year. The odds, by the way, I think it was... Uh, We'll just say Vegas. I love when they say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's making these? Uh, Vegas, the the entire entity of Las Vegas, has if it's not the Yankees, I believe that's what these odds are. Mets mm. three to one, Dodgers four to one, Red Sox five to one. That is one, two, and three for the odds to land Aaron Judge. So we'll see. Does that feel accurate to you? Uh, betting wise, it does. My I feel like gut, the Giants when I, when should I first be on that list, it, shouldn't they? I think Isn't the Giants like, are right, they're right behind the Sox, yeah. I think there was a good gap after the Sox, wasn't there? I'm I think it was sure. Astros and Giants after that. I, I mean, mean like way, odds those, wise, those are though. Change. I think it went like I think those three were like clearly the front runner three. I think after yeah. that, whoever was in fourth was like ten or eleven to one. So, you know, twice. Well, Sox as, and Giants very very similar situations. They'll have money to spend, and they're both coming off at disappointing seasons. So, it's where judges from. I know. Giants fan. Except for that. That might help. One picture. I wonder how much that actually helps when you're talking about uh, $400 million. You're like, are you going to pay me? And I, it's sick. It would be cool if I played where I, you know, grew up. I think it matters. You want to live near your family and stuff. And you know the area. Does his family live in San Francisco? Do we know that? I mean, it's where he's from. You'd assume they're probably still there. I don't know. But it's also, I don't know, somewhere you're familiar. I, I didn't really take that into account until pretty recently. That's like, you actually uproot your, your life. Like, you live in that city. Dude, remember when Judge wore that sock shirt? Oh, yeah. Is there a picture of it? Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? Um, not in the last hour. I would say... <laughs> I would say Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Red Sox because of that that night in someone's backyard that he was wearing a Red Sox shirt. There's a good shot. There's a good shot. Where do you think that girl is, by the way? This girl is married (laughs) to her. Is that his wife? No, I made that up, but it sounded convincing when I said it, huh? Is he married? I think they saw him at the US Open, and I think they said he's with his wife. Oh, okay. Okay, his fiance. Um, But yeah, this girl with the purple uh, shirt has now just by default been on (laughs) <laughs> shown up on Twitter for years yeah. <laughs> just because she happened to take a picture with Aaron Judge the night he was wearing a Red Sox shirt. You know what I was thinking about is if you're one of those people when you, uh, you know, you're know you playing with him as a kid or whatever and you're like, oh, this is my friend Aaron Judge. Was there any part of them that was like, with a name like that, he kind of has to be a superstar? Well, I'm you sure they, comp- they, they meshed that together with his talent and they were like, this guy's going to make it. Like when they saw that he but was already hitting bombs in high school. Oh, that the name much, helps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's you don't have like you know Billy Calapupo, <laughs> you know Joey hitting. Capone. <laughs> Joey Capone is a good. I've told you, you have a good name. I well, I'm trying to think of your name for what sport you play. You'd be a you'd be a lineman, Joey Capone, D line Joey Capone. The you, Steve. I me. I don't think there's any genetic composition. Oh, just my name. Just my name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, you're not playing D-line. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you're like, I'm have not we, sacking anybody. I have we know. met? Is my camera working? <laughs> Do you understand, dude? I am, yeah. I'm a 200-pound French-Canadian, dude. I'm not yeah, not what I not sound happening. like by name. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's enough judge stuff. Mm-hmm. I... Wanted to get an update, or give an update, rather, that you probably already know. Joey and I, last episode, were talking about the home run cart. 
I feel like I've just been I've been wrong on some stuff the last month, and I, I just got to clean it up. I feel like I've messed up some stats. I got a list then, going. I got a list. Yeah, going. Yeah, you got a list. Okay, good. We'll, yeah. I'll yeah, no, we got to we got to clean it up. Um, but I just assumed that they were keeping the home run cart going. It's like, oh no, you got to finish the year with it. Nope, they're not doing that. They have uh, not been doing that since Plawecki left, and now it's just kind of high fives in the dugout. And it leads me to believe, Joey, mm-hmm. that this team is fully ready for a dugout celebration next year. A new one. For sure, for sure. What would you want that to be? I thought it over a little bit. I don't love the apparel thing. I know we talked about the apparel thing, and last week I was like, kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. Thought more about it. I don't like it. Too many other people do it is the thing. Yeah. The chain is the worst one. That's like the bottom of the barrel. And then Miami, I think, shout out to Miami. They came up with that. The Miami football team. That was like six, seven years ago. And now, like, you can go to the team store and buy a five dollar plastic chain. And I think that's what, like, some teams use. Oh, the Orioles. So it's the O's. Kind of got some beef with the O's because it's like you're using. And it's probably. I mean, let's be real. It's probably like twenty five bucks just because right, they right, you right, know, right. skyrocket those things. But yeah, you're wearing like the plastic. Like, come on, O's. That's tough. That's really tough. That that one. That one you can't do at all. The cowboy hat and the jacket are cool, but it's like I want a celebrate. I want a thing. I don't mm. want a, uh, a a piece of apparel. I loved the uh, JD and Brock Holt hug. You know, hug Something was like good. That. The hug it was felt good. like it was between that. I, yeah, that the almost felt like it was their the thing. You think for everyone that would you'd be? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying hug. I'm not saying a hug. I'm saying that okay. that caliber of thing. Yeah. The cart was great, man. The cart was great. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's being retired with Pulowiecki. I the, he was retired now. <laughs> yeah, Pulowiecki <laughs> retired. Actually, he did not go to the Rangers. He's just no. retired. Yeah, just packed it in. So you want a hug? I, no, I just want something physical. I don't know if it's a, a dance or a thing. Mookie's thing in L.A. is obviously yeah, awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's not do that. <laughs> Do you see what they're calling it? I don't think I want to know. It's something. Mukaki? Oh, God. I mean, I honestly, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I know. That's I'm nuts. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I must be looking too much into this. There's no way that's what they're actually doing. But I don't know. I think I, I, I thought about it as well. Joey Capone, defensive mm-hmm. lineman. And I would, I want them... This is just a, this is just an idea. A home run crown. I kind of like crowning a guy. The idea of putting the crown on after he hits a ding dong. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because they always take the helmet off. And then if you mm. had this crown and you had you know a designated like crown guy for that game, puts it on. I Think know about like, putting a crown on when you hit a solo shot to make it seven to one. He, all right, this is a good point. And this is kind of like the Sweet Caroline people that are like, oh, you know, socks it down by 15 and we're playing Sweet Caroline. Mm. I think it's fair that kind of like in a, you know, Little League and other leagues, they have like the the blowout rule and all that. I think it would be fair that the game has to be within a certain amount. Like if you're getting blown out, you can't do rules. it. Now you're making rules. I feel, like, I feel like the home run celebration across the... Do the Angels the- do the cowboy hat when they're down 10? Always. They do it all. See, I, I kind of respect it, though. I'm okay with a home run thing regardless of the score. You just hit a home run. That's awesome. Like, whatever. It's cool. It's cool. You hit a home run. 
it's a hard thing to do. You hit a home run in the majors. Like, put the crown on, brother. <laughs> like, I got no. Also, lean into the. These things don't have to be serious. The Angels wear a cowboy hat, and they're like thirty games out of first. So, like, it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it's okay. And you just kind of take the criticism. Those people that are going to criticize are, are the the sweet Caroline people. They're gonna chirp it regardless. You're not gonna yeah. have them ever it's think more you like do how anything. I right. feel about it. It's more like how I would just be like, "Ugh, we're doing the crown. He's wearing a crown. Like." It's his first homer of the year in mid-July. He was, you know. There's going to be some scenarios, and I'm sure other teams have thought of this too. With the chains and the jacket and the cowboy hat, it's like you're going to have to, you got to ride out the bad times too. It makes the good times look even better though. It, it, it makes them like, okay, you, you rode it out when you were down by eight. You now deserve the good shot with a crown on when you just hit a go-ahead grand slam. So yeah. it's just an idea. I, it's not a fully. I don't, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Yeah, it's not a fully thought out thing. I just like the idea of an item. I, I like what the Jays are doing with the jacket. Cowboy hat's kind of whatever, but um, yeah, I just think I don't know. I think it's something that would be pretty cool. And the cart, I I wasn't huge on the cart when they started doing it. Really? I felt like I was such a loser. But I'm just saying because of look at JD. Anytime JD was in that cart, he wanted nothing to do with that thing. And him getting out of it was just like, ugh. like it's like he's breaking his back every time. I was being a weenie about it, just thinking like, eh. I don't know. That doesn't look comfortable at all, and you might actually mess somebody's back up. So well, you, we so. made it through the cart era with apparently zero injuries. So yeah, but I, I can promise you, JD didn't like it. There's no chance that he liked the home run cart. But hey, that's why he didn't hit a lot this year. He's like, nope, I don't want to do the home run cart, so I'm only going to hit 12. Yeah, he's going to go off in the last week here. Yeah, imagine that would be kind of funny actually. Yeah. And then he just says it. He's like, I was sick of the home. I run hated cart. the cart. The cart sucked. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. But. uh yeah, we'll see. I'm very interested because I, I think I'm glad that we think about a home run cart when John Farrell was managing no chance. Like the, it's just the evolution mm-hmm. of baseball getting cooler and more acceptable that you do this kind of stuff. So year after year, it just gets cooler and cooler. I'm excited to see what they do next year. Uh, anything else that jumped out to you, Joey, from this series or just in Red Sox land in general? From Red Sox land. Nah, dude, I'm loving watching Bayo though. Just to go oh, back to Bayo, can we just it's talk fun. about him a little bit more? I yeah. loved. It felt like every changeup he threw today or last night, Sunday night, they immediately went to the slow mo replay on it. Mm. I was very, very grateful for that. I yeah. just, I love his release on it. Uh, I, it's, it's cool, like learning a pitcher's bread and butter and seeing, like, knowing a good release versus a bad release. After seeing, you know, what, five good starts from him. Being like, yeah. oh, no, I know, like, he's feeling it tonight. You can see, you know, just watching uh, the way the pitch leaves a hand. He's, um, I don't know, man. I think he's, uh, I don't want to put too much on him. I know everybody says Pedro Say stuff it. and all that. Say I'm it. not going to do that. I see him top of the rotation in, like, two years. Maybe yeah, I wouldn't three. be stunned. Yeah. No, I think you're right with the first, yeah. Two years. Bay- Bayo at 25 being a one or two on this staff, I would not be stunned at all. Yeah. And I don't, he doesn't seem like the kind of kid that gets, like, worried about pressure or anything. Um, you know, when he was coming up and we saw his first start at Fenway there, he's just loose. Like, that didn't seem nervous at all. Start didn't really go the way he wanted, but he was kind of getting dinked and dunked all over the place. It wasn't really a lot of hard contact. Uh, his swing and miss on the changeup is nuts. It's like top five in baseball. That pitch is so filthy. And you're looking at established hitters that are just looking out there like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, I can't I can't do anything with that. So 
Ah, uh, man, Bayo's been fun to watch, dude. And the stats obviously continue to get better each outing, but his composure seems to get better each outing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, technically, I guess that's a complete game for, for Bayo on Sunday because of the, the oh, rain that's out. That's true. That's true. I love, I just love his intensity. I love that when a guy like, uh, who was it? Who Somebody called time. Was it Trevino? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he kind of swung his legs a little bit and kind of huffed. It was like Trevino and uh, Cabrera. Mm-hmm. I think both called time on him like right before he was going to throw the pitch. Mm. And he was pissed off. And I mm-hmm. like that. It's like, no. You might call time. It might have been granted. I'm going to make you kind of feel bad about it. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to show you up a little bit for doing that. I like the idea that he's going to continue to make guys more and more uncomfortable in the box. He already does with his stuff. Mm-hmm. But you start playing mind games and, and you find out who the weak guys are in the box and you just own them mentally. It's a whole different ballgame. So I love it, man. I just love that he's he's on this team and he's a rare bright spot in what's what's been a terrible season. Dude, speaking of uh, having fun on the mound, getting a little a little feisty, if you will. Mm. Dude, Nestor. Nestor's wild with his quick pitch, slow pitch, whatever it is that he's doing. Yeah, it's it's nauseating. If I was in the box, dude, I would just respectfully ask him, please don't do that. Devers hated it a few yeah. weeks back. He was pissed. Yeah, like I, I, and he didn't say anything about it, but you could just tell he's like, "Come on, you're gonna do that to me? Yeah, I'm an all star starter, and you're gonna do all this twirly <laughs> stuff out on the mound." They were doing this whole interview in the dugout. I think Buster was. Mm-hmm. I think some of these stations get too in love with these, like playing interviews and doing stuff that oh, has nothing to do with the it game. Was good. I mean, it, they did play it at a bad time, though. There was like a double that they missed. The yeah, call see, on. I think it's more of that. I think Kike actually just missed the double, so it benefited them. But um, no, the, the interview itself, fine. I don't have an issue with that. I'm just saying we're falling a little too in love with completely abandoning the broadcast. Like, I, I think there should be, hey, maybe cut out one commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe cut out one commercial. That seems like come, something they're not going to do. No, I know, but come back a little early and find find a way to play your, your cool stuff if you really want to get it in there. I thought uh, Bader was actually pretty good mic'd up. I don't know if you yeah. caught that, but yeah. he's he's definitely got some bro in him. I think we all played with, had someone on our team that was would show up to the park and it's like, oh, that guy loves himself, and, and Bader's mm-hmm. definitely that guy. But Seems like a Yankee fan. He seems like a Yankee. He he actually mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know if he so feels he, like a Yankee as much as he feels like a Yankee fan. Yeah, that me. plays you with know? the Yankees. <laughs> fan yeah. that like they let play. Yeah. 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 No, I I think that's good. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Come on down. You can play center. We got you in center tonight. There you go. We'll make you up too, and you can talk about it. It'll be neat. But no, um, yeah, Nestor's one of those guys that I would really like to have on my team, and then mm-hmm. I. I don't like the the little herky jerky stuff on the other team. But if he was doing that for the Sox, he'd be like, yo, that's awesome. I think that's like it's really cool, cool, cool that he mixes it up. Yeah. But it, but watching it like to your guy, it's like that's not fair. You want to yeah, like kinda, it's it cheap. feels playground. It feels playground, and it makes me have a playground response, which is like, someone get the teacher. That's not fair. You're breaking yeah. the rules. Well, he was saying he was on Twitter, and people were like, "Yeah, I don't." You know, he was saying he didn't want to be called like a funky, quirky pitcher. And it's like, all right, you can say you don't want to be called that, but you're going to be called that if you're doing funky, quirky stuff. That's I don't think just... it defines him, though. I don't think it defines him. When I it's say... the first thing I think of. Really? When I think of Cortez, I think of that leg moving all over the place. You don't and think it, of that's that mustache? Fully... No, the stash is right up there. It, that's not fully fair because he doesn't do it a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's his face? Um, 
Volquez or who who am I? No, Cueto. Johnny Cueto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Cueto was uh, doing that a lot. Is Cueto, Cueto's still pitching. He was in the White Sox, right? Yeah, or at least he was at the beginning of this year. I don't know if he stuck around. I'm pretty sure he was like the best pitcher the White Sox had for a little bit. Yeah, he was actually dealing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did he? Johnny Cueto. 22 starts for the White Sox. Year. 3-1-5? Dude, yeah, he was he was like pretty good for a while. There. I, I just It's funny when you just kind of assume, oh, okay, he's going to fall off. We'll revisit that yeah, in his, September. He's done. Well, I'm pretty sure it was like two years in a row that he was he was pretty far below his you know, career average. I love average. dudes that, just, that can just like reach back and just find it again. They're just like, oh, no, I can I can go back into that mode of being dominant at the major league level. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have a ton else from this series. Uh, Tristan Casas is obsessed with hitting home runs, and that's about it. I know the the plate discipline thing has been talked about a lot. I think he's gotten better. This is just a minor observation. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better at not complaining as much about a pitch that he knows is a ball. But he'll let the ump know in a in a more professional way of just kind of like the uh, the lean out, maybe walk out of the box for a second. But I think early on he was kind of doing that Bobby stuff, you know, where he's actually talking to the umps. And somebody probably told him, hey, let's just not – let's maybe not do that. Oh, yeah, your boy Bob came back. Bobby's up, back. We didn't mention yeah, that. Bobby's I mean, back. He, he had like three homers this weekend. Bobby was like – oh, wait. Easy. <laughs> Bobby's back. Can we just celebrate that Bobby's back? Celebrate, yeah. Hey, listen, we had to get rid of Plawecki so we could get some of these AAA guys a shot. Steve, we had to get these guys up here, get them some major league playing time. Three strikeouts. Mm hmm. Uh, Bobby's back. Thank God. Thank God there's room on the roster to to get these guys some playing time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did feel I did feel a little bit of something when I saw Bobby was back, but it quickly, you know, yeah, <laughs> vanished. Yeah. I mean, it's we've said it all year: big ABs find Bob, and they believe. typically end poorly. So that that is that. I really felt like a broken record talking about Bob, but uh, the Red Sox. One thing that would be kind of cool, or that will be kind of cool to follow. Most people won't really care, but I think it'll be neat. It'll be super neat if the Red Sox have four guys that finish with 40-plus doubles and finish in last in the AL East. That's going to be neat. That'd be really, really neat, dude. <laughs> I was hitting up our boy JP mm-hmm. and asking, it's the kind of stuff that's right in his wheelhouse. I was like, when's the last time the Red Sox? I genuinely assumed it's just never. A lot of times mm-hmm. the doubles leader has like 43 in all of Major League Baseball. The Red Sox are likely going to have four guys over 40. And it's mm-hmm. only happened once, and it was in 2019 with uh, Bogey, Devers, Benny, and Betts. So that is strange. Yeah. It's strange as 19, not 18. It's weird. You got to have a kind of poop year to have a bunch of doubles. Yeah, if you have a bunch of guys that have a bunch of doubles, it's going to be a poop year. Maybe that says something about uh, homers. You know what I mean? That it's like maybe all these doubles are just like would be homers that aren't homers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cora talked about it. He was like, yeah, mm-hmm. doubles are, are great. It's so funny how he'll say stuff sometimes. He's like, you know, doubles are great, but homers are, are better, and uh, we, <laughs> we, we got to hit more of those. And I'm like, Dad, mm-hmm. this, this man says no lies. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Got to hit more homers. A couple more uh, stats here. These all from our boy Justin mm. at Sox Notes. Players to homer in as many as three of their first five career games against the Yankees. All while playing for the Red Sox. Tristan Cassis, Tristan 
Casas, Casas, Rafael Devers, and Babe Ruth. That is the list. So who's the last Casas, guy? Huh? Who's the last guy? Uh, big guy, big guy. Uh, played for the Red Sox and then the Yankees. Oh, the guy who played on the Boston Americans. Yep, for a little bit too. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. George. Yeah, Herman. Right. Bayo is up to 53 and a third innings pitched on the season. That means this is now officially his rookie season. First 26 innings pitched, 7.27 ERA. Next 27 innings pitched, 27 and a third to be exact, 1.65 ERA. Ooh. He's given up wow. five earned runs in his last 27 and a third. So, damn, dude. The kid's good, dude. He keeps it low. Doesn't get hit hard. Has given up one home run all year. We talk about him not getting rattled and whatever, or him like avoiding that. Um, it's cool that long term that didn't happen either. Not just in the context of a game or an inning, but long term that you know the the rough start out of the gate didn't affect them. Because yeah. it was hard not to think that dude. Like those first two or three were bad. It was tough. It was like, dude, I hope this doesn't just mess him up because if that there are guys who could come up let up five runs in three innings and it's in their head and they just start to think i suck i don't have it i can't do it in the bigs especially and, at 23 years old yeah oh my god yeah 23 years old what were you doing at 23 i was going to a lot of Sox games so a lot different i was living a much much different life at that time what was i doing at 23 i was a pa at nesson that's what i was oh, doing yeah. at 23 yeah, I was writing highlights for Jamison Coyle and L. Duncan and Jamie Erdahl and all of them. They had a Hall of Fame lineup of anchors. A lot of people that, that went on to the big leagues after. Jamie's mm-hmm. been doing a great job, completely unrelated to anything, but she's been great on Good Morning Football. So shout out They make good, Jamie uh, good stuff over there. Good yeah. training ground over there, Nesson. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Streisky, yeah, go down the list. Pellerin's still dominating at Nesson. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only one left from that. That core. What um, do you think, speaking of Nesson, speaking of yeah. Nesson, what do you think the broadcast booth is going to look like opening day next year? Do you think they keep doing the rotating cast or they nail down a duo? Uh, yeah, I would say Don Orsillo mm-hmm. uh, is going to be back. No, I, I wish. I think they'll keep the rotating thing. I think Millar is going to be back. I'm not going to be insanely pumped about it, but I think a lot of people will be excited about that. I think Uke, I want Uke to get more games. I think he's been really good this year and has fit in well. Obviously, you and I are big Monaco guys. We would like to see Mikey Monaco get some more games. Monaco's so versatile. He was doing the BC football game on Saturday, and you would have thought that he's been doing that for like 20 years. He was great. He's so good. So he's just, he's so good. And he's comfortable. He's comfortable, and it sounds like you're hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a guy that you could chill with, which is who you really want in the booth. Someone that's just kind of like, calling the game as if he's at he's on your couch <laughs> which mm. is nice um but no they'll, they'll probably keep rotating they'll, they might give middlebrook some games i wouldn't be surprised now that he's got his first year under under his belt i love lenny lenny denardo interview we're gonna have him on the show this week i would like to see lenny get in the booth a little bit but yeah it's probably gonna be a lot of uke a good handful of millar and joey let's be honest mm-hmm. x 
presence will be noticeable. His his lack yes. of the lack of X presence will be very absence noticeable. Absence is year. a word you could use if you wanted to. Yeah, you know how how much I dug into my brain in that two second span. I was like, you're using the wrong word. <laughs> I'm using the opposite of the thing I mean. Yeah, <laughs> lack of presence. Just say absence, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, no, it's, he's gonna be missed. Dude. His lack of That's presence. why I'm thinking, like, <laughs> his lack of presence, man. <laughs> Who says that? What a dumb way to say that. Uh, Like you're making up, like, a eulogy on the spot. We're all going to miss his, uh, you know, now that his uh, lack of Whatever. presence, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You get it. You get what I'm getting at? And a eulogy. You get uh, it. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. What do you think it's going to look like? Kind of, right? Like that? Um, I, think, I think Yuke is going to be the main one. I think yeah. Yuke is going to get uh, a majority of, of the games, if I had to guess. I mean, I don't even know, actually, if I can be guessing at what is going to happen versus what I want to be happening. Those are two totally different things. I do not know if Nesson is like plugged in and is like listening to what the people are saying. If they are, then I would imagine Yuke is going to be the main color guy. If they're not, I mean, I just don't know. Who knows? But I hope it's Uke. Hope for a lot of Monaco. Uh, I'd like to see Middlebrooks get in there a bit. Um, in a perfect world, I would love if Eck just, like, showed up sometimes. Did, like, eight games next year. You know what would be great, Joey? Mm-hmm. It would be awesome if Eck was just like, surprise, I'm not leaving. That'd be better. That would be better. I'm, I'm I'm back. I'm back for next year. Let's run it back, dude. A I Monaco Ek and Uke booth next year. Yeah, I want Ek to pull a Tom Brady and just be like, "I'm back," and it, that would be the best news that's happened all season. But I mean, how many Ek games are left, dude? Seven max, because he just does the home ones. They got seven home games left. So it's like this know, weird man. dichotomy of like, do I want to go to Fenway more or do I want to stay at home and watch these Ek games more? Like, I think a I good mix. Do? I probably got like three more Fenways left in me, and mm. you know I'd want the rest to be the Eck ones. But I think for the last game, we'll definitely be there on whatever that is, October fifth, and I'll just record the game and just like save it forever. Go back and watch. <laughs> yeah, as if that's not just going to be on YouTube or something. But um, yeah, I mean that's going to be. We'll, we'll talk more Eck in in the next Damn. week and a half or so. Really trying to get him on here. He is. It's hard to get him. It's hard to get Eck. It's hard to lock him down. Uh, last stat here that's depressing as hell. Heard this on the broadcast, but it's only happened twice in the history of baseball that the Yankees have been first place and the Red Sox have been last place in the division. And it was 1932 and 2012. So nice. get ready for the third time ever. It's going to be nice. Um, coming up next, we are wrapping up episode 63 here on Inside the Monster. We are back to wrap up episode 63 of Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey. I'm Steve Peralt. That's Joey Capone. Hello. I just wanted to I, I wanted to stick with the stats that are depressing. So the Red Sox Perfect. are 20 and 46 against the AL East this year. They are 52 and 34 against everyone else. So the Sox are on a 98-win pace in terms of a whole season against non-ALEs teams. How about that? Didn't you say 30 and 58? What? Did you just say 30 and 58? 
No. What was the second number you said? You said not in the AL East. 52 and 34. 52 and 34. My brain didn't hear those numbers at all. <laughs> you just threw in some random numbers. Wow. There. That was some like real-time dyslexia. Um, that's good. That's cool, I guess. So uh, No, it's just eye-opening because I, I, I forgot who had tweeted it out. Might have mm. been TC that the Sox after Saturday were 20 and 45 against the ALEs. So tack on Sunday's loss. 20 and 46 against the division 52 and 34 against non-division teams. So 98 yeah. win pace over a whole season against non-division, 49 win pace <laughs> stretched out over a whole year against the AL East, which for yeah. context, last season, 2021, the two teams that tied for the worst record in Major League Baseball, the fewest wins were the D-backs and the Orioles with 52 wins. So the Red Sox, if they only played the AL East this year, it would have been the worst team in all of baseball. Um, yeah, there you go. Tough division to tough division. The uh, the Guardians just locked up the AL Central. If they were in this division, they would be in fourth. Pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. The AL Central doesn't get a lot of love, and that's what it should get. And yeah, <laughs> and reasonably so. <laughs> reasonably so. It is just constantly like, oh, yeah, the AL Central. I mean, both Centrals, dude. Both Centrals, it's like. Yeah, but the Cardinals have had some baller teams, though, you know? Sure. Sure, but it's like, and the Cubs div- division wise, yeah, sure, 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 sure. AL Central just stinks. AL Central does stink. Like I saw, I saw the Indian ah uh, oh, dollar in the jar. Tip I saw jar. the Guardians. I saw the Guardians celebrating on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's funny when you see certain team, and you got to celebrate. You win the division, you got to celebrate. But there's a certain feeling I have when I see teams win the division, and it's like, y'all ain't going anywhere. <laughs> y'all ain't. Enjoy, we all know. Enjoy this celebration. Have yeah. as much champagne today as you possibly can. This is mm-hmm. the last one you're going to have. But Dude, I anyways. saw early um, Vegas odds. So because they're the third, um, how do you say this? Like the third-ranked division winner in the league? Mm. They are set to play the lowest wild card team, right? Which is presumably the Seattle Mariners. And so I saw some like futures odds on it, and the Mariners are favored over the uh, Cleveland Guardians as of this moment. It's going to be tight though with Mariners Rays for whoever ends in the last spot. I mean, the Rays would certainly be favored over the Guardians. It's just funny though, like the, the you know wild card team versus the division winner, and it's going to be. Uh, favored the opposite way. Isn't that kind of silly? Oh, it's so silly and crazy. That kind of Both funny, those dude? teams, regardless of how it sets up, they're going to finish with like the same records. They're basically the Guardians right now would be fighting for the last wild card spot if there was a legitimate team that was leading their their division. But they're yeah. like, hey, we are. That it's funny with the Twins and the White Sox. They're like, nah, just kidding. Towards the end of August, they're like, we're we're gonna try to get this division, and then there's nope, Tank nah, City, never mind. and who cares? Never mind it. That takes effort. I'd rather just watch. You know, they just want to watch the football games and just hang out and work on their fantasy drafts and all that. White Sox so, one's nuts, dude. The White Sox one's nuts. It it doesn't make much sense. I want to give a huge shout out to Greg Amsinger, who is a great dude. I could not believe when did you see that clip of no. him? No. Over five months ago, before the season started, he predicted the exact day yes. that Pujols would hit his 700th home run. Yes. And if you remember, Joey, no one before the year was saying Pujols was going to get to 700. It was like a common belief 
that, ah, if only he had two years left, then maybe he'd get it. It was like right after the All-Star break, he went on a tear for a couple weeks, and people were like, wait a second. Could he do it if he maintains this? And he did. It's crazy. It was like his first half. I'm pretty sure he had like seven home runs or something. It was yeah, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything big. Yeah. Um, and he had to yeah, what, what, he has twenty one now this year. Twenty two. He's got twenty one homers. Yeah. He hasn't had more than twenty one homers in in three years. I mean, it's. I don't know. I you know last year he plays in. I mean, it helps that he's played in over a hundred games now. Last year was eighty five games. And, or actually, no, last year, 109. I, I, I forgot to add the Angels ones. I forgot he even played for the Angels last year before going to the Dodgers. But mm. last year, 109, and he finished with 17 homers. And so this year, he's at 102. He's got 21 homers. So it's impressive. It kind of sucks when it happened because, like, for all the attention that Aaron Judge has gotten every single at-bat, ESPN cutting into it like it's actually become a pretty big deal and I know you and I have been talking about this for a few months that this was going to be a big deal so we we obviously we're, we're so smart and we called that a huge deal was going to be a big deal mm-hmm. but it's just it's kind of unfortunate that the Pujols 700th happens on a night that he hit two in LA late on a Friday that's I like know. the top chance for you to have the fewest eyes possible on it I didn't even see it we've been following this pretty closely it was at the Post Malone concert you were at a concert on Friday mm-hmm. um and just saw the tweet of like 700 I'm like when did he hit 6099 <laughs> like when did he yeah. get to one away it happened too fast I saw I got like a, a notification that said like our Pujol 700 and I figured it was just a talk about like Hey, Is like he watch this yeah. video where people talk about oh he's on he might do it and whatever. I didn't think he did it. It wasn't until I came back to the hotel room and like, you know, sports center's on and they're talking about it. I'm like, wait. I missed yeah. two home like I am pretty sure I left here at ten thirty. Uh yeah. It's uh yeah, huge bummer there, dude. I, I feel I feel dumb that I missed it. But I also after it was done or whatever, after I found out, I was like it just it, like it's just over now. You know what I mean? There's just kind of this like oh, there, it felt like there was a party that everybody had been hyping up. It was a surprise party. The surprise yeah. is when it was going to happen, and I missed it. I wasn't there. You know those dreams you have where like you're married to Kate Upton. Where you're married to Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. Those dreams you have where you're like, oh no, like how how could I have missed this? How could I have messed up this like? What's going on? Just all of a sudden, you're in the middle of a terrible situation. You just forget how you even got there. That was the thing with the book. Mm. It's like, wait, I, no, no, we couldn't have. I, I didn't see. I didn't even see six ninety nine. How was he at seven hundred? Like what? I was just so pissed because I wanted to. I would have watched all the at bats. I would have done the whole like check in on Pujols thing, and we were mm. kind of stripped of that, which sucks. But you're happy for him, but you're also like, dude, why did you hit two in the span of? It was probably like thirty minutes. It was way too quick. They sh- he shouldn't have done it like that. Well, he hit 698 like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then in the matter of a half hour on a late Friday night in Los Angeles, he just hits two homers and just, you know, boom. That's it was cool. Beltray was there. To bed. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But yeah. 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 Shout out to the guy that caught, that caught him. Those... He's probably getting a mill. That's true. Yeah. The guy left with the ball, right? Yeah. And Pujols is cool with him keeping it. The whole The whole thing's been great. He's handled it. Perfectly in terms of the fans having the baseballs and all that. So mm. that's been neat. Um, what are those dreams usually about for you? It's always like baseball. It actually is. But it's something similar really? to this. It's like missing 
a walk off or something and everyone's like celebrating i'm like I, why was i in the bathroom so long i, I don't know you just missing stuff sucks and then Taking when you get that poops feeling in it, your dream big dream poop no 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 no, no, no. pee breaks joey pee long breaks. pee breaks was i peeing for 45 pee minutes yeah it's crazy dude but no i just can't you don't have those at all no i do like, mine are usually that i killed somebody Oh, okay. Mine are, mine so, are usually like I'm on the run, and I'm like, I did what? Perfect transition are, mm-hmm. to the next thing I'm going to say. Yep, you killed what somebody. Cops, what are the cops doing? Like chasing me. They're usually like tailing me. I, like I come to my dream, and they're like, you know, I'm at a friend's house, and they're like, you should not be here. The cops are looking for you. Yeah, it's usually that. But what's uh, what's the transition? What'd you do? Guy in the blue behind the plate. Uh, looks like he kills people. Did you see that? Yeah, it's a uh, so. I know it's the whole movie an thing and all it's that. An ad, yeah. I I know. But actually, props to that because I I like that kind of advertising where it's like everyone's talking about it. It's kind of a gotcha a little bit, mm-hmm. but also it's smart. I think that was smart marketing. It feels a little um, dated in a good way. Like it feels mm. a little vintagey because it, it, it reminds me of like Paranormal Activity and mm-hmm. like um, Blair Witch Project. I don't know yeah. if you remember this, dude. This is a throwback. This is like I mean late '90s. When did Blair Witch Project come out? You got me. Uh, I remember, I don't know if I actually remember this happening or if I remember like reading news stories about it and then I believed that I actually experienced it. It's probably the latter. But uh, they really wanted to spread the idea that that was a real found footage movie and that this was like not a directed piece of fiction. And so they put up missing posters like with pictures of the actors around just to, to, you know, increase awareness so that like maybe when you saw a television commercial you're like wait that's the girl from the missing poster they found it and they're releasing it in a theater yeah I gotta and that's, see it. that's diabolical first of all but uh <laughs> i mean it reminds me of that kind of advertising so it is it's like it's whatever this uh this episode is brought to you by smile warner brothers this year is bringing the- <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely not um yeah i when i saw it at first joey i'm just thinking because if you notice there were some other people behind the plate during this judge thing that had like, I mean, Marlon's man is always back there. I'm so mixed on Marlon's man. It, it's I've just started old, ignoring him like two years. He's ago, an all time. Like, no, he no. is like a first ballot. Look at me guy. And so mm. I've just never loved that. I met him four years ago and my opinion didn't change much. But um, when I saw this blue shirt guy, I'm thinking, Oh, okay. He just kind of wants to be, a weird dude in the shot for history, you know? That's Maybe like too. always That's what I thought too. Like, yeah, oh, he's just going to be like making a weird face and like you're always going to see that when, <laughs> when the, I thought that was the kind of, I thought that was funny. I'm like, yeah. okay. But then when I, I found out it was marketing for a movie, I'm like, ah, I feel a little different about it. But still, I mean, it's, it was funny because like everyone's standing up for the judge at bat and then everyone sits down. He's the only one that's still standing up and he's making this creepy face. I'm like, all right, that's definitely something. Uh, Chloe, you got any closing I, thoughts? I might save it for DMs. I have I have a kind of a long closing thought. Should I save it for DMs? Think should save yeah, it for yeah, DMs. Te- yeah, tease tease it for the DMs. There you go. Tease it, uh, and it's your best one yet. Here's uh, here's actually a good tease. I in public had people clap for me today. Wow, mm-hmm. that's gonna be on slide in the DMs. Wow, I can't wait for this story. Uh, just closing thought, real quick. So Rihanna's doing the Super Bowl halftime show, and it just reminds me 
how upset I am of prime years that we lost of Rihanna. We, what do you mean? Why did we lose years? What happened? She hasn't had an album in six years. But yeah, I mean, that's and by choice, like, right? I hate the choice is what I'm saying. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I just can't believe... Remember when Work came out? Yes. With Drake, with Drake. I mean, that had that had the universe going crazy. That was 2016. She hasn't had a single since then, which is just... I can't believe it. Her age, 28 to 33 seasons. It's washed away. And we'll never know what she was going to come up with during that time. It's been all makeup. Fenty Beauty, Baba Duty. I, hey, man. <sighs> Teddy Ball Game went to... Korea or Iraq or whatever for four years. So, and Rihanna went to makeup, ASAP. I don't know. Went to ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I I'm excited that she's doing the halftime show, but it just makes me upset that we haven't had a new Rihanna album in six years. I, this just kind of in that territory of like no excuses really. Like you you got to give us something over that span. I remember she was teasing music too, and it's like what are we gonna do? But hey, halftime show will be fun. So looking forward to it. I'm excited. Maybe she's going to drop like six new albums. Yeah, probably. That's like, probably these it. are the albums I recorded each year when I've just been focused on makeup. Yeah, the 2022 Super Bowl or 2023 Super Bowl, dude, in Glendale, mm. Arizona. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's what <laughs> she's planning, bro. I'm pretty sure that's what's going down. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for episode 63 of Inside the Monster. The next you will hear from us, we are answering, reading out a new great batch of DMs. Got some really good great DMs stuff. from the listeners. And that will be coming up next. But until then, for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralco Soxkin. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.